0: Kill those who do not believe in Allah or in the last day, better said in Arabic. Well, we just witnessed one of the many practices of this verse in Pakistan. At least 72 people were killed and more than 150 others injured when a suspected suicide attacker blew himself up at a Sufi shrine in Pakistan's southern Sinj province on Thursday. The latest in a string of terror attacks in the country this week. The Islamic State claimed responsibility for the attack. You know, the left claims radical Islamic extremists are not Muslims because they attack other Muslims. This is the basis for the left to say that terror related organizations such as ISIS, Al Qaeda, and Hamas are not true Muslims. In fact, some studies show as many as 82 to 97 percent of all terror-related attacks fall victim to other Muslims. Most terror attacks occur in Iraq, Afghanistan, and Pakistan, countries whose population is largely dominated by Muslims. Why would Muslims kill other Muslims? Is the left correct in their assessment that these radical Islamic groups are not true Muslims? Well. Let's analyze this from a factual standpoint, unlike our friends on the left. The Quran contains at least 109 verses that call Muslims to war with non-believers. Some are very violent with commands to chop off heads and fingers and kill infidels wherever they may be hiding. Muslims who do not join the jihad organizations or jihad works for the cause of Allah are called hypocrites. For example, in Surah Al-Imran, which is Surah chapter three, verses 167 through 169, speak of Muslims who do not get involved with jihad. Are they considered unbelievers? And if they are unbelievers, they are to be killed. That is Muhammad commanding Muslims to kill other Muslims who do not follow him and the Islamic Sharia law. This is not some crazy offshoot organization. This is Muhammad commanding Muslims to kill other Muslims. They are to be fought here on the earth, and hereafter Allah will send these so-called peaceful, loving Muslims to hell. This is terrible news for all so-called peaceful Muslims who do not participate in jihad for the cause of Islam. Now. Those on the left who love to argue the facts on this issue need to brush up on their history and theological knowledge of the Islamic faith. There are many verses in the Quran and many hadith which is recorded stories of Muhammad's life that we could refer to. For instance, in Surah Chapter 4, verse 89, Allah commands Muhammad to slay the apostates or Muslims who turn their back on Islam. It says... If they turn their backs, take them, slay them wherever you find them. Take not to yourselves, any one of them, as friend or helper. This is exactly what the suicide bomber did in Pakistan and what ISIS regularly does all over the Middle East. We even find this to be a driving ideology in the Iranian government with their behavior towards apostates. Now, there are many other Quranic verses that command the death penalty, such as in Surah chapter 2, verse 217, Surah chapter 9, verses 73 and 74, Surah chapter 88, verse 21, Surah chapter 5, verse 54, Surah chapter 9, verse 66, and on and on and on. Now, it's important to remember that immediately following Muhammad's death, several Arab tribes who were converted by force to the Islamic faith, decided to leave Islam and return to their past religion. Abu Bakr, the first Islamic leader, or caliph, began a violent campaign against these tribes in a war known as the Rida War of Apostasy. Abu Bakr, the first Islamic caliph, slaughtered these tribes in such a horrendous ways that they called the places of these battles garden of death or gully of blood. Many of these Muslims who were killed had memorized the Quran by heart. 6,666 verses, think about that. That is no mercy in Islam, even towards Muslims who do not abide completely by Islamic rules. In a letter, Abu Bakr, Islam's greatest leader after Muhammad, explained his action by what Muhammad had told him. Struck whoever turned his back on him or to him until he came to Islam, willingly or grudgingly. And Abu Bakr promised Muhammad that he would burn them with fire, slaughter them by any means, and take women and children captive, any who lived Islam. You can see this in... Uh, Al-Tabari, volume 10, pages 55 through 57. In the past 1500 years, there has never been an Islamic government that has not prescribed the death penalty for Muslims who leave Islam. Listen, within the Islamic faith, there are four major divisions, or sects. Two of which, the ones you're probably more familiar with, are the Sunni group and the Shiite. Between these two factions, there is tremendous hate for one another to the point that one group considers the other group infidels, meaning not true Muslims, as though they are infidels, as though they are Muslims that have left the faith, the Islamic faith. And they desire the death of the other. Sunni groups consider Shiites apostates, and Shiite groups consider Sunni apostates. For instance, Iran, being a Shiite nation, 98% Shiite, considers the Sunni countries, which are the 21 Arab nations, to be apostates. And Saudi Arabia, the head of the Sunni countries of all these Arab nations, they consider Iran to be an un-Islamic nation, an apostate nation. And the only solution for them to eliminate these apostates is death. This is one of the main reasons we see Muslims killing Muslims, Sunni killing Shiite, and Shiite killing Sunnis. In our next podcast, we will dig deep into these two major divisions of Islam, get to the root of their disagreements and their problems, and find out why they are willing to wage war on each other, even to the point of death. This is Pastor Reza Safa, and you are welcome to our podcast.